to the Impeccable Perspective Podcast, where we help you discover gospel clarity and openness in a new way by letting go of the culture and finding your truth while having some fun doing it. Now, here are your hosts, Joe Peck and Luann Roundy. All right, everyone, welcome back to the Old Time Gospel Hour. <laughs> I feel like we're on one of those old-time radios. <laughs> those old-timey radio show programs. Wait, Martha, let me tune it in a little bit more. And now <laughs> I've just lost a bunch of the millennials. They have no clue uh, yeah, no, what I'm I don't, talking I, about. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't think my kids have ever even seen a radio that sits in your living room on the floor or even a TV set that sits on the floor like that. Yeah, that's going way back to, uh, yes, to our parents' generation. Uh, I'm not dating myself. I refuse to be that old. So no, we are But here we are. forever, Joe. Always, 29. That always. gray hair is... That's by choice. That's, yeah, that's distinguished actually colored 29. Yeah. That's the benefit that that gentlemen have over women. Uh, you know, there's hey, some women. Hey, I just women. got my hair colored this week. I have no gray. No, well, exactly. Pay no attention to that. <laughs> exactly, and that's that's like every woman would just like they gasp when they see a gray hair and they pluck it out. <laughs> well, I'd want... have no hair if I plucked it all out. <laughs> okay, that's a good point. <clears throat> so we're not gonna we're not gonna divulge that secret to anyone. But for guys, uh, as is life, I don't know why. Maybe it was ever since uh, Sean you know, Connery. I think it was the big. Uh, Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, he, uh, he extremely distinguished, and um, for sure, uh, like that. But uh, no, guys in general get to look good with gray hair, and women get to be condemned with gray hair. <laughs> there are there are some women who go silver and look amazing. I'll be honest, true. right? They this is true. they truly do. Yeah, very elegant women look wonderful with uh, with uh, gray hair, let's say, or silver hair, or whatever the case is. But for most women, they wouldn't be caught dead with <laughs> yeah. gray hair. I got to fix my roots, so all this kind of stuff, right? Which is fine because I appreciate beautiful women and. I appreciate a woman who likes to look good and, uh, you know, wants to, I mean, look young without trying too hard or looking fake or, you know, looking uh, like they're, you know, you can't be 21 forever, right? <laughs> As a woman, you can't. I mean, if you're trying that hard, it's it's not the right fit for you. You can be age appropriate and still be beautiful. And that's beautiful. acceptance of my aging and loving more, exactly where I'm at and that's it is. wonderful. That's, that is. It is. You should own who you are and be who you are, and people should love you for that. And you shouldn't, uh, you know, accept uh, any uh, any any kinds of uh, compromises other otherwise. Right? You just uh, be who you are. If people don't like it, then that's their problem. It is not your problem. So we are all about positive body image here on the podcast. That's a sidebar. We are. That is not our episode <laughs> today. But our episode does deal with women. Uh, it deals with the ultimate woman, let's call it, the Wonder Woman, let's say. Dare I say ah, that? that we, well, Think we about say that. that. We could kind of say that if you put it in the right context. So we are, it's I don't know. Of, we, kind of a hot topic right now. Kind of a hot also. topic, it is. we want to address it because right. it's something that is really coming up within the LDS culture. Uh, it's something that seems to be a hot topic point of not being addressed before and people feel like they're jilted or slighted again and that there's the church isn't doing all that they can which that's not up to them to decide again god is at the head of the church and whenever we learn things and understand things through the prophet that's because that's what god wants absolutely and so we are today focusing on none other than our heavenly mother dun, dun, dun. <laughs> i'm just listening to see who who 
tunes out right turns off the radio uh, <laughs> no no this is, now we just tuned out <laughs> now we just tuned out no honestly uh, I don't think I think people are going to be very interested in this topic because I think it's something that's on everyone's mind especially if you're a member of our church of our faith uh, Mormon the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints etc cetera, etc cetera, because uh, if you don't belong to our church you probably are not even thinking about a heavenly mother at all, because as far as I know, that's not taught in Any, most other religions. Which, interestingly enough, let's go to Catholic. I was yeah. telling you about this. Catholic May is the month of Mother's Day, which, happy Mother's Day to all of the mothers happy out Mother's there. Happy Mother's Day. Wonderful that we all have a mother. It's, it works that way. We all I have, wouldn't be have, here without one. Nope, wouldn't. Um, but in May, the Catholic Church does May crowning, which is where they crown Mary, who is the mother that they worship within. So to them, it may not be quite so unfamiliar, but they look at Mary in that way. And that's why May crowning is always first Wednesday of May. That's a very good point. And I, we were talking about this before. I don't recall ever hearing about May crowning. I don't recognize that term. I grew up Catholic. I don't know why I just missed it. Maybe, Maybe. you didn't go to church a lot. Oh, wait. Did no, it? well, we did. Ah. As a kid, like growing up, we did every, every week. Like we were those Catholics who went every, week. every not, week, not just the Christmas Easter Catholics, but we actually, we were practicing, I guess you'd call it. I mean, Sunday Catholics, but we, we went to church every single week growing up. Basically, that was kind of our thing. I just don't remember that particular term at all, but for sure, uh, I mean, we, you know, when, when we uh, repent as Catholics, what do we do? We say our, the Our Father, we say the Hail Mary. Right. right? We pray but again, kind of Mary is very revered. And, yes. And, yeah. and, and rightly so. And there are um, often statues of her, but again, within the LDS faith, there are no statues. We don't have, the, you know, Jesus on the cross. No. Um, it's a very different, we don't worship idols or statues or things with not at all yeah and and that's interesting speaking of that point because again you know when i joined the church and realized hey there's no crosses anywhere this is a christian faith for sure but there's no crosses there's no uh you know statue of the savior on a cross for example nothing like that and it was explained to me that we focus on in this faith we focus on the resurrected christ the atonement and the resurrection the the resurrection is the, the important part the atonement Again, isn't really focused on in other faiths, but within ours, that's where the price was paid. And in the Garden of right. Gethsemane, and we can—I mean, the Atonement is the the greatest event that's ever happened. We, because we don't have crosses in our church, does not mean that we don't recognize the Atonement or we don't think it was important. Absolutely, and we'll be doing a, a series on the Atonement, uh, you know, probably later this year for sure. Uh, it's a big deal, and it's a big part of us and uh, and our faith, and uh, something I'm extremely grateful for. In fact, this past week, as a sidebar, I bore my testimony of the Atonement because ah. I had a, a wonderful experience uh, with all of it. And so, uh, anyway, yeah, it's very much a part of it. But uh, we focus in our church on the resurrected Christ. He is a living Christ, of course. And the atonements happened, and, and that was great. And the crucifixion, everything was great. But, but that's not on in his the past. death, but that he lives. We focus on right. that he lives, not on his death. That's exactly right. So, uh, no problem with that. Um, let's see, what were we talking about before I went off on that tangent? Oh. Uh, <laughs> with that. Oh, Mother, we were just talking about Mary and statues yes. and that. But, but that's the thing. I think she's revered, especially within the Catholic faith. But what we're talking about is that we have an eternal mother in heaven. It is not Mary. It is someone that she and Heavenly Father are equal. They are both 
part of, of who we are, like our spirits and the creation of our spirits, because in the LDS faith, we believe that we're intelligences that are not created, but have always existed. And then that intelligence is housed in a spiritual body, which again, we don't understand a lot about this, but the heavenly father and heavenly mother created. And then that spirit body comes down here to the earth to receive. And now we're talking about the plan of salvation, um, that to receive an earthly body and it is housed within that uh, and then after this, whenever we die, the spirit leaves, and then there's the joining together again through the, the resurrection. Correct, with our eternal, perfect uh, body, our resurrected body. And, and now we spirit. have no gray hair. Let's just then put no, that oh, in there. Yeah. I wonder if I'll be as attractive to the ladies without gray hair. I don't know. <laughs> You're not even laughing at that. No. You're probably thinking, no, I don't need I don't that kind of encouragement. I don't know you without gray hair, so I, you don't. I can't answer that That's question. true. I'll show you pictures. Okay. I used to diet. <laughs> not diet. I mean, I used to dye my hair. I mean, I, I do. I guess I diet as well. <laughs> so when I say diet, I'm talking about dyeing my hair, hair. not what I eat. Uh, probably, I think I stopped, I don't know, maybe eight, nine years ago or something like that. Or I just sort of embraced it and realized it. And since then, I've been getting all kinds of compliments on how it looks. So yeah, I'm very so secure. So let's start, let's start right. with, uh, from the gospel topics, mother in heaven. Let's just start with some facts from here. Cause there's really no scripture that talks about it. And that's, not a lot. And that's where I, I always like to start with logic, and I like to start with truth and the facts. So everyone would agree with this. It's written on the church website. It is you know, printed from the first presidency. Church leaders have affirmed the existence of a mother in heaven in 1909. So this goes back over oh, some years. years. First presidency taught that all men and women are in the similitude of the universal mo- father and mother and are literally sons and daughters of deity. And then uh, in 1920, Susan Young Gates wrote that Joseph Smith's vision and teachings revealed the truth the Divine Mother is side by side with the Divine Father. And the Family of Proclamation from 1995 declared each person is a beloved spirit, son, or daughter of heavenly parents. And as such, each has a divine nature and testimony. And so this is something that we've been taught through obviously for over a hundred years that that we have a mother in heaven and that she is just as important in father in heaven and this is kind of where the up evil comes of why don't we talk about her how can we don't pray to her and and that's what we're gonna go yeah, into that, correct there's a lot of uh things controversy let's say difference of opinions speculation that comes up uh, you know even even just general acceptance and belief of the concept so you know me uh, very logical uh, looking at this from in a convert's brain in some ways very illogical in other, <laughs> other ways, ways. Uh, we're not going to talk about my <laughs> that dating might be your dating life <laughs> can we just take one episode and not talk no. about my, my no, dating that, life? that's probably where you have the most fun with your emotional side and your non-logic side and your choices of women sometimes i just like to call it balance let's just say we're going to keep a healthy oh, okay. balance the balance logic between logic and, and, and chaos. And chaos. It's the chaos theory. Life. And you've just you've proven that you always yep. have to have some chaos, and that would be the women in your life. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay. All right. Moving right along. We are right talking along. about this, aren't we? Okay. So moving right along. <laughs> yes, exactly. That's right. <laughs> you know that I've learned a lot from my experiences. And I've become You're... so much and more educated. And I did, educated. too. Whenever I was dating, you learn a lot. Well, you do in, learn a lot. And dating I'm, about men and women. I, and I know. And I'm much better at being ready to 
meet the right person, recognizing red flags and things like that. It's all good. It's, it's all a learning experience as, as uh, you know, difficult and heartbreaking as it can be. Uh, and sometimes you don't learn as fast as you should. But again, that's another episode. So I want to talk to the logical side of all of this uh, because it's easy to kind of get caught up in the culture of the church. It's easy to get caught up in just what other people think and what you know, you've been taught or, or whatever the case is, but let's just understand this. So we all agree as Christians that we have a father in heaven. Like we, have, we call him God and everything, but he, everything in our scriptures and in the, the general, you know, consensus of Christianity says that God is our father. Like we tell people we are a child of God. We are God's right. children. So he's our father. So the, the thing is, how can someone be our father if there's, if there's no, no mother? mother? Because Anywhere on earth, is there any type of creation that comes from just a father or just a mother? Not at all, nothing. At some point in our lives, whoever you are, you've had a father and a mother at some point, even if... You know, like like no individual person can go make a baby by themselves. Well, there's asexual reproduction, and we won't get into the what whole science that? behind it. But it's where there's both parts within the same organism, but that isn't the way that mammals or other... There's very... Again, we're yeah. looking at different types okay. of creatures. But within this, there always has to be a father and a mother. And, and men have tried to recreate that, and we can't because... Men like to think that they're like God, but they're not. And, <laughs> and they like to think that they can do everything without God, but they can't. But it's, and that's the natural man. But it's it's a eternal truth and principle. There always has to be both. And that's even with energy. There's a feminine and masculine energy that fits right. together. And again, all of these things are truths that will be eternal truths. That and they will exist in every part of life. Exactly. It's not just for certain things, masculine, feminine side of everything exists everywhere it's throughout all all things like that and so you know there's no possible way for one person to create life by themselves at the very least even if you're getting artificially inseminated or something right the sperm has to come from a man from some source somewhere right you can't create that on your own as a woman for example you have to get that source either from the actual source right or from a lab or something but you cannot you don't have your body is not capable of creating a baby on its own you don't have everything you need you have to have two and so that's the physical but if you look at that in a spiritual realm it only makes sense that we have a heavenly father and a heavenly mother also because what's created and bound in earth is bound in heaven what's bound in heaven is bound on earth that's a truth right. we do know that truth that's very clear in the scriptures so this is where the thinking part comes in and not the just like taking in and a fully accepting spoon feeding kind of thing think about things when we know facts that yes this is a fact so how does that apply to everything think about that and see and you know life here on earth is patterned after life before this earth so it only makes sense that there is a heavenly mother and a heavenly father to be able to create children spirit children and then we are our, our physical mortal parents give us the mortal body that our spirit uh, inhabits right but it's it's just it's the same thing over and over. And if you look at anything, you made a good point about that. When you think about plants, you think about animals, you think about anything, even plants. Like even they plants. Have, there has to be a seed. There right. has you to have be the a pistol and the stamen. You have all yeah, the, yeah all of the there things. There has to be has a, to, a female and a masculine and a male, part of it. Exactly that pollinates for anything to create. Yeah, totally. It has to happen that way. And so that doesn't change when it comes to God and it comes to sort of the, this whole eternal plan. So we 
feel very strongly that there is a heavenly mother and not just because our religion believes in it or that there's but again, scripture, but right, it makes prophets, sense. But the prophets told us, and that's now no understanding God is at the head of the church and what the prophet reveals to us is through him. So let's, let's hop into, yeah. we have um, seven points, I believe. I have to look at my number because I forgot. Seven points to go over. Heavenly Father, let's start with number one. Heavenly Father and Mother both are parents in the pre-existence. So here we are back True. to the plan of salvation. We <laughs> existed in the pre-existence. We came here to the earth and then where we have after we die, then we have judgment and then we have the three degrees of glory. But in the pre-existence, it only makes sense that we have heavenly father and heavenly mother that would help to raise us, help to gain knowledge and understanding because we need both that physical, like the, the feminine masculine, just like you do in the physical and a spiritual sense, the feminine and the masculine roles within that to raise us spiritually to prepare us to come here to the earth really the dynamic of family is no different in this pre-mortal earth or well pre-mortal world let's say uh where we have a we have heavenly parents father and the mother and they created children although they were all spirits the family dynamic is still the same as it is here on earth as a father and the mother as a family unit mm-hmm. it was just a Huge, because we're all brother and sister, and that's why within the church... Countless billions of us, but it's still a family unit. Right, we call each other brother and sister, because truly... You, brother- you know how I feel about that. I understand that, but it, it, <laughs> but it, I can understand the reasoning behind it. So let's even talk about that. I understand you don't like it, and that's your opinion and your bias. And, and <laughs> those are strong words. Well, it is. <laughs> You're making it me is. sound like I'm a bad guy here. No, it's your. It. But if, if it is a bias, I don't like it. I, and it doesn't I, it doesn't seem natural to me? It seems weird to me. And I, 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 yeah, I get that. that it sounds it sounds too formal, and I, that's my. It's formal, but if you look at the truth. I believe the uh, what it is generated behind it is we really are all brothers and sisters. And if you truly can connect to someone as my brother or sister, I will love them. I know you may not all love your brothers and sisters. It's but, difficult sometimes. Some, but, but you've again, seen people at church, right? <laughs> that's ultimately, I would love them because they are just like me and they are my brother and sister. And it brings us to a a neutrality or a level playing field because that even brings into the Savior is our brother. And yes. that's where partaking of the atonement brings us to this under, level of understanding that my brother sacrificed for me. And if you think about your brother who you have here on the earth sacrificing, it means a lot more than a stranger sacrificing for oh, totally, you. Yeah. And that's where the understanding comes behind it. And right. I, you just get stuck on the name. But that's I'm looking it. at the understanding behind all of that. Right. Which I fully support and I completely believe, absolutely. And uh, you know, it's, it's interesting to see when you, when you look at people anywhere in the world and you think of, you see their behavior, you think of how different they are from you. We, we don't say, that's my brother, I love that person at all, uh, but when you think about it from an eternal perspective, that person is your brother, brother because we came from the same parents, and that person, no matter how despicable they are or whatever they do in their lives, God loves them more than anything, and he loves them as much as he loves you or more, and that's kind of what I try to put in my mind when I see someone that's pissing me off all the time. Well, and, and if you think about it, wars would cease to exist. I understand we fight even with siblings in our home. Right. But wars would cease to exist if we truly loved each other as our brother and sister because we would not want to harm them no. in any way because we would love them as but that. But wars will always exist as long as there is agency. As long as there's a natural man body. Yeah, there well, has, we had right. the war in heaven too. So if you look right. at that, even without so a body, no, there's a difference of opinion and agency. So, all right, but we have Heavenly Father and Heavenly Mother in the preexistence. They both play an intricate role in it. And that's what's wonderful for women 
in the church, and this is where I feel that the Saturday night session was dedicated to women, is there's now an understanding, and we're going back to President Kimball's, which we talked about, statement that women will be the driving force in the church in the last days, that there is finally this honor and an understanding of the important role that women play. And they, they have are now it's coming, it's blooming. And that's where people are taking a mile instead of an inch. And well, now it needs to go even further when God's ready for things to move any further, it'll happen. Mm -hmm. And allowing that to happen within the church through God's revealing it to the prophet through his time frame. But we don't like to wait upon the Lord. We like to have it our way and do it the way that... Oh, I like to wait upon the Lord. You know that. No, you don't. <laughs> you're damn right I don't. You, you I want, struggle with that more I want to find the woman of my dreams tomorrow. <laughs> and she has to look like this and be like that yeah. And, and, yeah. and all these things. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I, it's, it's, I struggle with that. You need to rip that. up the menu and, and just kind of be I'm open. telling you, my checklist is solid. I'm, I'm, if, if God just would just take my... that and, and if, maybe, <laughs> maybe we'll be doing the podcast by the time you finally find someone. We'll see how that works for you. <laughs> That's going to be a long-term podcast. I, I've isn't tried it? that in my life. It doesn't work so oh, well, Joe. Man, I know. If, I'm just, uh, honestly, if God would just take my blueprint, my checklist, and build that woman for me, I'd be so happy. <laughs> I know. Listen, you know that I'm working on letting go of my will and adopting the Lord's will. Letting that happen. It's not an easy journey, but I'm seriously trying. I am trying. I, I am. I, which is good. I, I'm better and than I was before. It, it's, it's an everyday difficult. Struggle it's a for struggle. Us to surrender it's a struggle. in whatever way. But at the same time, it's very interesting and exciting to to let the Lord take over, just to see what He's going to do. Because and I've look seen, what happens when you let that do that. These well, amazing things they with do. Your job like my job, look, my exactly. new job is like that is like the gold standard. So if I can, you know, wait for that woman right that has that same level of value like this is a job that's way beyond anything I could have expected and the blessings of it are incredible so just it's worth the wait and it just came in, in God's time and so I'm really I, I do think about that right because I've seen many blessings in my life where if I've waited and just let his plan unfold it's better than it could ever be on your own and it's the timing is better when you let it, him happen and do it so I'm just really trying to, <laughs> to let all of that happen and then you struggle with you know your desires to want to be with somebody or to want to have that companionship or, or that friendship and and those experiences and the fun and all that kind of stuff so we're trying to make it work i'm working on it all i'm right. working on it okay. let's go to number two go ahead there is no sacred silence around heavenly mother okay this is where we pull out the soapbox for the culture because this is purely cultural and I, like i said urban legend Completely. Like it's this thing that people say oh we don't talk about her because she's too too sacred, sacred. we don't it's want to soil the of sacredness topic. of her there that's completely it's a myth. Retarded. there is yeah there it's, is I, there is nothing about heavenly mother that is quote a sacred silence it is just that we don't know we just don't know we just don't know and how can we the that's only true. thing we can talk about is what we've read and spec and then everything else is speculation and opinion and even as you and i talk about it we're again we're finding truths like number one we know is a truth because it's in the proclamation we know that this earth life is laid out after it and we've just given the understanding of that but there is no sacred silence talk about heavenly mother you know talk about but the thing is you don't talk about things that are really near and dear to your heart with just anybody it's no. not something you get up and just Blare out or some, it's something. You should go that to the singles very, ward and see because people. That's exactly what they do. Okay, a testimony now we just meeting. went into way unhealthiness. Oh, it's very. Oh yeah, and no, I'm seriously just for fun. You should I, come to the. And maybe ward someday once again. we'll have a podcast just about that, and all oh, of the singles could in, enjoy a, that and bring their popcorn uh, and their diet coke along with idea, them. Because I'm telling you, these people have no filters. I don't know where these people come from. I don't know why they don't have any you, social cues. You might be there also. Uh, I'm. I. I have walked out. <laughs> 
<laughs> and I was not the only one either. There's this yeah. one dude. Okay, well, uh, no, we're not launching into that today. No, no, I'm just saying, but the people do mm. like overshare yeah. and they have no boundaries with they It'll don't be understand. the most entertaining it it extremely uncomfortable. when we have. Okay, I'll write All right, that down. We'll write do that, that down. We will do that. But okay. but it's letting go of that and letting go of, of you know, these things that we we understand that there are certain things we don't talk about, things in the temple that we are held accountable for that you don't talk about. Right. But that's not one of them. No. Heavenly Mother is not one of those promises no. that we make. And so it's just simply uh, maybe you know something that we don't understand, and that's why it's not. No, and, but there are parts of the temple that we do talk about. For sure. Mm-hmm. And there are things about Heavenly Father that we talk about. So to say that we can't talk about Heavenly Mother because she's so sacred is to say, well, since we talk about the temple and God, does that mean that they're not as sacred? And, and let's that's go back true. to Ballard's talk from conference where yeah. he said, you know, if, if he said, you know what I know, go to the gospel topics, read Mother in Heaven, which I read a part of that, not the whole document. And that is what I know. And he's in the Quorum of the Twelve. And he said, and when we know more, you'll know too. Right. There you go. That's exactly right. I think that's a big problem in the cultures. We put our leaders, our apostles, and everybody on a pedestal thinking, well, they know much, so much more than we do because they are so closer to God or they're privileged to different things. And, you know, when you talk to an apostle, they know what we know. They, they have they the have same knowledge. They have the same set of scriptures. They you know the do. sealed portion of the Book of Mormon? They don't have it they either. They don't have that. And they, I mean, they're, they receive revelation, but they tell it to us when it's the right time Correct. to share it with us and not... So, so I don't know, we, we, we just seem to think that these guys just automatically know so much more. And no, you have access to everything that they do. They just study it more than we do, right? Well, and they live it more than and, we do. And they have a deeper understanding because they that's do. their job. And, and that's what, what they're calling But they share for. that with us. That's they the do. beauty of it. And All it, the it's time. okay. Yeah, there's no, there's no hidden agenda here. I mean, a lot of other religions make you feel like this information is hidden and you shouldn't have this. Or you're not supposed to have this or that, but this is open in our faith. The whole gospel is simple and it's open to everybody. And, and that's the whole idea with this. So th- this whole concept of, you know, I think when we, we, we say, Hey, listen, we're not going to talk about heavenly mother. We, we kind of, what, what is left for people to, to believe about her? You know, she's not, this is an interesting quote that I read. She's not this Victorian style housewife, right, who's only valued for her ability to reproduce. Because, I mean, like, she's a right, breeder, that's right? that's the way she, it was looked at. She's reproduced, I mean, billions, right? But that's not... That's not that's it. where it begins. It's, it's like saying that you're only good for the right, breeding. Right, or that my mother was, but that's yeah. not the truth. Of course it's not. You have so much more to offer as a human being. So and let's so even more. go to the proclamation that she right. is, and that goes into our next point. The plan of salvation has a role for her. Yes. That's exactly what we're moving into. Just like Heavenly Father... We don't understand all of that role because we are here on the earth and that's an eternal thing. Then we have the veil and she has a role and that role, just like in the proclamation, is to be the nurturer. So who do you think nurtured our spirits? Heavenly Father's out running everything else, overseeing the the creation of the earth, you know, taking matter and and all of these other things. And she's nurturing the children because that's that's her role, just like here. And Imagine coming home after a day like that and having to deal with billions of kids. I was going to say, and that's whenever I as a mother go, wow, mom, yeah. mom, 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 oh, mom. Oh, that time's mom. a billion. And I mean, did Heavenly Mother ever say, you take the kids, I can't stand this anymore, I can't handle this anymore. I <laughs> need a girl's nowhere, night. <laughs> I've realized there's nowhere to escape in heaven. Like we have yeah. all of these addictions and escapes. Mm, there's nowhere to escape to. That's a good to. point. You can't uh, just get high and forget about life for no, a while. No, and that's where Petty. it's literally outer darkness because yeah. they can't be in Heavenly Father's presence because they need to escape. That's I never thought of it that way. That's mm. actually very interesting. But is there a need for escape in the next life too? Mm, no. You know what I mean? 
Because well, we, we don't have the challenges we do in, in life that makes but us you want to escape. take those things with you. And if you yeah. want to escape so badly that you want, to, just like here, that would be eternal torment because I couldn't escape from it. So yes, right, like having an addiction, but not being able to feed it, but Correct. still having the the desire, the, the pain of the And the, the only way to let go of that is through acceptance of the atonement, which again, we know will continue on through eternity, which we don't right. understand the lack of no. time, but, but it will, but can you see how that. that means you're stuck? And that's, that's that darkness is I'm just stuck mm-hmm. in that. And that's where she wouldn't have an escape. We totally divulged on that one, but I, I like yeah. di- digressed on that one, but it's, it's coming back to heavenly mother couldn't escape in that because she would want to be there because it's her agency to choose to do that. Well, exactly. And that's, that's her full, reason. and it's her fullness of, of who she is. Mm-hmm. And that's, there is a plan and that, that she does have that role. So exactly. So we need to start looking at her, I think as, and this is true because she is a, a, uh, a procreator, right? She so think about this. What do you think about her as a co-framer of the plan of salvation? She actually helped create it with God. I think the plan of salvation has already been put in place long ago. It's an eternal truth that binds everything together. Right. Just as the priesthood is an eternal truth, Heavenly Father didn't create the priesthood. No. I don't feel like He created the plan of salvation. It was something that was really. Mm, I think it's that's an eternal truth. And again, that's my speculation because it, but if oh. you look at it as an eternal truth, just as the priesthood, the priesthood isn't created. It's always existed as a power. And right. there, there had to be a plan that even heavenly father was held to whenever he was like us. Cause if you think of we're deity in us and that he's experienced these things, it, it, what truth would he be bound to? Why would he change that truth to fit his own world? Interesting so there is, yeah, it's very interesting thought. There is a truth that we know that, the reason the Heavenly Father and Heavenly Mother are so, um, like the deity, right? They're, they're so advanced is because at one point, and this is where it gets, you know, controversial, they were like us, right? Correct. They, I don't think it's controversial well, within for the a lot church, of people, but for those outside yeah. the church, No, but to would. say that God used to be a man, like a mortal man oh, like we are, one. that's a big one. And then, he, you know, he evolved, he used his agency, his free will to choose to become exalted and to be with his mm-hmm. eternal companion to be with a woman and to become as God. And, uh, but he had to go through what we're going through now, a mortal probation, go through all of that, which is this, this giant cycle that we all go through. But we have, by that same token, we have the same exact potential to become just Correct. like our own God, which is what another thing so that's going to drive people crazy. Why would he change that if it worked before? Well, of course, it's a plan is already in place. But with the plan of salvation, there was this whole grand council. And this is where I'm thinking that it was... He had a role because there was this grand council where we all voted and we chose a plan of agency to come to this earth versus choosing the adversary's plan to to not have agency. And we accepted the Savior. Right? That wasn't, I mean, that had to, it happened. Maybe it was preordained to happen, but it still had to happen. But it's the same as Adam and Eve. Think right. about that because that's our mortal way of doing it. They had to agency to choose but he knew they were going to choose that because right. if he didn't, all of this was for nothing. Well, exactly, which I don't understand why they went through that in the first place. They had because to. it had to, right? But like, they what if they chose not to choose that? They had to make that choice. And again, it would be sin. the same with the plan of salvation. We yeah. had to choose, but it's already it's something that has to happen. And that's very interesting. I still think that idea. Heavenly Mother had, was by his side and had something oh, to do totally. with all of this. You know, she wasn't I think just... Heavenly Mother probably created flowers because they're way too oh. pretty for a man. Well, a guy to think wouldn't of. think about that. Exactly. Exactly. No, no. I think that there's some involvement in that. The man created muscle cars and those kinds of things. That's mm, what that's what the yeah. man created, but the women created. Well, things, <laughs> and, and that's where women, you know, like I'm redesigning my house, and I ask 
It's hilarious. I ask the men, what do you think about this? I don't care. Whatever you want. That's how men are. True. They're more of the physics. Ooh, how are we going to create that rock? Let's make it really strong. Let's make it. Women are more about, oh, let's make it beautiful. Let's make it so mm-hmm. that you children will love to play there. And it'll be right. con- and mother nature. Mother nature. Of course. It's not father nature. No. Father time. Look what you're attached to. Okay. See that again. This is. Just, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm liking this old. podcast. I'm not that Coming old. out on top on this one. <laughs> you totally are. I'm only giving you this one because it's Mother's Day. Thank you. Because you can have this one. Thank you. But it's true. Mother nature. And that's where, yeah. we, that's where she would because it's just beautiful and it's so perfect. And, and Heavenly Mother would be perfect in the way that she does those things also. Right. And, and the men are more concerned about the, the structure, the composition, the safety, like creating something that is going to be structurally sound and the protect earth. the family. Let's make a molten core in the middle and it's going right. to have this it's magnetic so cool. force and ooh, they yeah. get into the physics. We'll have and lightsabers they... and who knows what. Yeah. But then the mother, you know, and the motherly figures, you know, will, will create the aesthetics of it and make it yeah. beautiful so that everyone can enjoy it. But you see how the two differences complement each other because you couldn't have a home like that, a safe, without beautiful home the without foundation. the children. Because and what I'm... is the father? The foundation yeah. and the mother is... Right. The building of the home. Right. It's and that it's, same idea. Right, and they're both equal. This is the point. Again, this is where people in the world take that and say, okay, no, so so women aren't equal to men because the men are the foundation, and they're strong, and so the women aren't strong, and they're not the foundation. That's not true at all. There's no comparisons no, or competition. No, there's not. It, like Someone has to be the foundation. Someone has to be the walls or the roof or the, the aesthetics of it all. It, they're both equal. They're both needed. They're both valued. Everyone gets a vote here, right? There, there's not One is not better than the other in the terms, but people tend to think that, and that's where things go crazy like that but no i mean women you know heavenly mother equal partner always equal partner that's it's always been that way and don't let anyone tell you anything differently um like that okay cool okay so Um, next one let's move on to the next one we can understand who heavenly mother is her traits through how we feel about our earthly mother because our earthly mother would be the same model or blueprint of what we would experience in the eternities and and that's where we gain that understanding and learning in a mortal sense in our mortal existence of how do I love my mother and how do I feel about my mother and that's the mother's day part of this and that I whoever's listening if you really feel about your mother there are those tender feelings no matter how hard she was on you or you know how many times she well, you got grounded. Ground, or, okay. You got grounded a lot, but my mom would get upset with me or tell me things. <clears throat> but I think deep within inside, everyone has that tender spot for their mother. Absolutely, it is. I mean, this this person carried you inside her body and birthed you. Like you would not exist. And you've without never your given birth, so you don't understand what that lovely experience is okay, like. But I, I know, but I'm not supposed to, and that's cool. <laughs> exactly. But that's okay, right? That that's that's fine. I, I don't necessarily I mean I was there to watch it. That's as close as I could get. Right. right. And that's so I've gone as far as I could with it. And it's an incredible, beautiful, amazing process. And But if if you want to gain an understanding of who Heavenly Mother is, use your earthly template to gain that understanding your mother was patterned after heavenly mother exactly that's how it is where do you think the idea came from mothers on earth are just as nurturing it's a very natural common thing for a mother on earth 
to nurture her children. You're, you're designed that way. It comes naturally. It comes naturally, but just, it's supposed to be that way because every human being needs that nurturing just as much as we need you know, the father figure, let's say, and we need both parents to be there with us, the, the masculine and the feminine side. That helps us to evolve into good, productive citizens and the right kind of people. Well, and that's even look in nature how patterning happens. Um, on the lake, we have every year this time ducks that give birth to their cute little ducklings and the ducks just follow them all over the neighborhood and when they get off the lake which is in our backyard the little ducklings get lost and if they get lost they're basically toast because at that point some cat in the neighborhood's going to find them or here in arizona it's starting to get hot 100 degrees this week oh Woo-hoo. good can't wait but it gets so hot that they die because they have to come back to the water but it's the same thing if you think about heavenly father and heavenly mother women would pattern after heavenly mother men would pattern after heavenly father that's how you learn and grow and they bond to them in that and it's the same way we do as humans and and the reason women are nurturing is because they learned that from their heavenly mother. And the muscle car thing is a heavenly father right. thing. <laughs> I don't own a muscle car, for the record. No. That's just not my thing. But guys are more inclined to that to mechanical. The physics. To the physics. And, and again, it's not saying that women don't have a propensity to that. No, but of again, not. they are more tuned into that nurturing part because and that's men just. Men have a feminine side. We all mm-hmm. have both sides. And of course, there are men who are drawn to uh, cooking and aesthetics and beauty and, and floral design, design and, all these and kinds of things great. that's of course it's totally cool it's, it's great to tell it's it's creativity and i tap into my own creative side when it comes to you know music for example is something uh, in, in performance it's a it's a wonderful part of me that i get a lot out of it's it's uh you know not quite uh it's, it's creating beauty in a different way we all have that in us and some of us explore that more than others and it doesn't matter but that's how it, it's all about complementing each other and it's balance it's total balance that. it's complete yeah. balance so the next point truths are eternal heavenly father and heavenly mother are bound to these eternal truths just as we are here on this earth like we talked about you have to have a man and a woman that is an eternal truth it will always be an eternal truth the eternal truths that we understand in the commandments in our temple covenants and things that we are asked to do such as we pray to heavenly father that is something that we understand is an eternal truth that will always be an eternal truth and it's not going to change Having a man and a woman be sealed together is an eternal truth. It is an eternal truth. It will never change. It can't change. It's like we talked about like the law of gravity in a previous episode, right? Right. These, never they, is going they, to change. It's not going to change unless you go to the moon or somewhere else. So let me, let but me you have to escape the Earth's gravity <clears throat> to get there. You can get there. Exactly. Right. So let me read this real quick about that point, talking about gospel truths, because I think this is this is very interesting because... This, for me, will basically solidify the fact that we do have a Heavenly Mother because it's scriptural. So, as with many other truths of the gospel, our present knowledge about a mother in heaven is limited. Nevertheless, we have been given sufficient knowledge to appreciate the sacredness of this doctrine and to comprehend the divine pattern established for us as children of heavenly parents, that being an eternal pattern, which is reproduced here on earth. Latter-day Saints believe that this pattern is reflected in Paul's statement that neither is the man without the woman, neither the woman without the man in the Lord. Men and women cannot be exalted without each other. Just as we have a father in heaven, we have a mother in heaven. And this is just a quick quote from Elder Oaks. Our theology begins with heavenly parents. Our highest aspiration is to be like them. So even if you're not LDS and you, you, know, you, you believe in the Bible, it's written in the Bible, like man cannot exist without women. They have to be both. So that, that's proof that that's how it always is, right? right. So there must it's be a heavenly mother. It's truth. an eternal truth. And so it's right there in Scripture. 
I, it's hard to dispute that. I think that just makes sense. Even if we don't have a lot of information about that, we know that, again, we come back to truths and facts. If it's written in Scripture, we believe that this is from God. And, and so it must people be true. might ask, why is it not written in Scripture if it's a truth? Well, we don't have all the truths. They have not been given to us no, yet. We don't have all the Scriptures yet. We don't have all the Scriptures. And, and, and I don't understand, and you don't understand, and Bible scholars don't understand why that wasn't written. But it's okay for us to say, it just wasn't written, but we still know it to be true. And we don't know all of those things. And it's okay. It's okay. And, and people want to push and push. It should be in there. But we do know in the next point, which is in knowing this, we understand both men and women can become gods and goddesses. And that's part of the temple understanding. When we go to the temple, that we can move on to be its gods and goddesses. And it's always been stated that way. It's always been an understanding that it's not just Heavenly Father that becomes a god. Heavenly Mother is equal in that. And that is part of the plan. It is. Two points on that. Uh, first of all, that is hard to believe, I think, for most people, especially if you're not LDS, because you don't have that kind of doctrine in your religion. But I, you talk to people about, yeah, you know, we have the potential to become like a god, like literally become a god, like our god, like our father in heaven is. That's pretty much blasphemy for a lot of people. But again, if you think about it logically, what are we doing here, going through this whole exercise of life, if there's no payoff at the end, if there's no purpose for it, you, you think honestly that we're just going to die and play harps with wings sitting on clouds for all of eternity? That sounds boring. It does, but doesn't it's not productive. Like, it doesn't make any sense. We're just, I don't know where that came from, but think about it. It doesn't make any sense whatsoever that this is even... Like, what's the that point of this life? Doubt. Yeah, that, that but, would have. Well, even look back. Let's look back at Greek mythology. Whenever very little was known, little was known about the earth. Like the earth was flat, and they, you know, they thought that someone controlled the rain and the thunder and the, <laughs> you know, the, there's all these gods and goddesses. Yeah. But there's goddesses both. They didn't have just gods. There were also right. goddesses. I think inside there was that knowingness that they said, oh, there is this tender part, and these are. There's a balance between the two. You're talking about mythology. Right, right? Greek mythology. It is, but I mean, that makes perfect sense to have gods and goddesses, and that, that should show that there's a belief, right? Correct. That, that must be, even if they don't have proof, the fact that they even went and said, you know what, we're going to create goddesses in this mythology because that's what makes sense inherently. That's we what feel f- it yeah. and we know it. Right, but everything is male and female, on this earth, right? We, mm-hmm. Everything, even plants, right? And even if you go into other cultures, there's always a balance of the ma- the masculine and the feminine in their beliefs of whatever you know they worship or whatever they believe in creation. That part of it's female and part of it's male, and it's it's universal in mm-hmm. throughout. So another point on that heavenly mother being a god and whatnot. How do you feel about her influence on? The Trinity, which again is a hot topic anyway, because it's it's right. the way we regard it is different from how Catholics regard the Trinity, and we're not going to debate that. But you know, I, I so I I think people would say this is blasphemy to say that Heavenly Mother is part of the Trinity. It's right. different though, because well, the I'm Trinity not saying that is it is the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Right. And they all have distinct roles. Heavenly Mother has a distinct role, but hers is different than right. theirs. Right. I believe that she's influenced the Trinity in in a oh. way because. She is a mother of the Savior. Mm-hmm. Without the Savior, without Heavenly in, Mother, in there'd be no Savior. Sense, in a spiritual she's sense, she's not Mother Mary, but no, Heavenly no, no, Father and Heavenly Mother created a spirit we, for Jesus to be in His. Well, yeah, he, so right as LDS. 
people, we believe that a Christ is our literal brother, brother. the way all of us, every single person on this earth, we're all brothers and sisters because we all come from the same heavenly Ooh, parents. you just said that. That was good. You're kind of letting go of that bias. That you was got nice. Me. That's not, you tricked me into ah. that. You did trick me into that. That's <laughs> you, not cool. You'd be a two-year-old and lay on the floor. You tricked me. You did trick me into that. Again, I'll let that slide because it's Mother's but Day. But it's only. true. That right. we all, and that's that understanding of that eternal truth. So yeah, we believe that Christ is our, he was the oldest, right? The firstborn of Heavenly Father and Heavenly Mother, but he's still our actual spiritual brother in in the familial sense, just like all of us here on earth or basically brothers and sisters that way. Uh, but also, what about the Holy Ghost, right? Did she have some influence on the Holy Ghost? That's a spirit. Mm-hmm. Did, did that come from Heavenly Parents? We don't know. But I, I'm not saying that Heavenly Mother is part of the Trinity. I think that she is sort of um, responsible for it because she created So think of it spirits. this way. Whenever we have a home here on earth, Dad goes to work, Mom you know, goes to work too or stays home, but really Mom's kind of the queen of the home. And, and right. you would agree with this. Like Mom yep. makes the decisions at home. What are we having for dinner? That's really Mom decision. You know, who picks the, the kids' clothes? Typically, it's mom. When are you allowed to get your driver's license? That's mom's That's decision. That's mom's decision. <laughs> you know, who who's going to decorate the home? Again, and I'm just saying that's not always this way, but no, typically true. mom is the one who My decides. dad never cared about that stuff. I don't care. You My care. husband, what color do you want? I don't care. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> I mean, he was lucky want. to match his clothes in, in the morning. You know exactly. I mean? like, like, guys just don't care necessarily with that. It's just like, it just whatever. Mine just likes to wear scrubs. Oh, look, ah. it's wearing jammies to work. Do they match? Yep. Okay, we're good. <laughs> <laughs> those aren't jammies. Those are OR scrubs. Yeah, oh, are they? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right they on. look like jammies, but it's but they leave and they come back and and that's the same with the Trinity has a distinct role, but Heavenly Mother has a role that's just as important. Absolutely, and she's inherently tied to Heavenly Father. So even though she's not part of the Trinity, right, I, I don't because I mean, there's first of all, there's four people, so it can't be a Trinity exactly. if she was part of it. Quanti- but yeah, okay. quantity, <laughs> <The> quantity. <laughs> we'll figure out that. But she has a huge impact on it because she's an equal partner in Heavenly Father and he's in the Trinity and then she basically births the Savior and possibly the Holy Ghost. Who knows? Because that's another spirit as well. All speculation. Very interesting thing to think about. Interesting thing to think about. It very is. It very much is. And, okay, you ready to move on to the last point? Let's do it. Okay. Um, There is no one out there, again, except Heavenly Father that's going to give us direct revelation from the church. But it is ultimately, and this is the last point, it's ultimately up to you to find your relationship, number one, with your Heavenly Father and your Savior and with your Heavenly Mother. And that it isn't up to anyone else to decide what that is, to tell you what it is. And so it's great to have that knowledge because without the knowledge of a Heavenly Mother, how can I have a relationship with her? So that's what takeaway, I I would hope that everyone could take away from this. Go home and really feel what that is ask and be open and find it for yourself and that's where the truth will come just the, like the everything spiritual just, just like, like every everything else because we've been preaching this since we started go and seek for yourself this particular gospel doctrine this particular truth is no different from any other truth at all seek for yourself and you'll see but you know i'm very logical and that's where i come from my, my point of view that's how i joined this church because it all logically made sense and it, it i couldn't plug a hole in it i couldn't find a hole in the in the doctrine it just answered all the questions i had so i always take that approach to it but it makes perfect sense that we have a heavenly mother because how else could we be here how else could all this be created how else would our life on earth be patterned after something that doesn't exist it just doesn't make sense so even though you don't have a scripture to read go home read the gospel topics which is from the church directly read elder ballard's talk from conference or listen to it and then pray and be open 
and you'll receive that personal revelation. And there's a connection to Heavenly Mother that each person has still here on this earth if you can be open and feel. And it's not a logical thing. It's a feeling thing. But truly, our testimonies are feeling things also. Very much. It, it isn't always logical that a boy went and prayed when he was 14 and, and saw the Heavenly Father and the Son. It's not logical, the things, and you tell people that, and you got to let go of that part and really come into tune again, like you said, and that's when you can feel the truth of that. And that's the, with Heavenly Mother, it's just feeling and knowing for yourself. It is, but what was logical for me is that the church of Jesus Christ existed on the earth when he was here. He set up his ministry. We all believe that. We all know that as Christians. We all know that there's a second coming. We all believe that as Christians. So what was logical to me was that his church was reestablished on the earth in order to prepare for the second coming. That was fine. That's logical to me. And mm-hmm. then the feelings come from, well, yes, I mean, you know, there, there has to, if, if you're reestablishing the church, then you're going to reestablish a prophet and you re- reestablish the scriptures and you're going to reestablish uh, apostles and, and all the structure of the church. And even though that whole part about, you know, the feeling part of, of a prophet, a boy going into the woods and seeing the Savior and everything like that and Heavenly Father, that, uh, you know, makes sense from a feeling point of view. But the logic was that that made me believe the feeling side of it is that logically it made sense that that would even happen in the first place right. and the feeling side comes to it. So speaking of feelings with Heavenly Mother, um, this is interesting thinking about um, how do you think she felt sending us to earth it's funny you say that but because my first one my anticipation of that was how do you think she felt when we lost a third of the hosts of heaven oh my gosh you imagine that let's talk Mm. about that that's i don't know i mean i I can't speak to that i I think i think it's it's a sense of loss because those children are gone forever I think it would be akin to someone losing a child Correct. here on earth, which I have no personal experience with. And my heart if, goes out to everyone who has that. And I can't, I'm not even going to pretend to say, I know how you feel, but if, that's what I think. If you've would lost be. one child, right? just yeah. imagine losing a third. a third forever. And I'm sure she grieved intensely, just like Heavenly she Father. She loved these children as much as anyone. These aren't bad children at all. Okay, speaking of, of this, I think we also agree that Satan is our brother. He is. He is, because he was another spirit from Heavenly Father and Heavenly Mother, just like the rest of us. And he chose to kind of rebel, and he chose to try and usurp the power of Heavenly Father. And that's saying that Heavenly Father didn't love Satan as much as he loved the Savior. I think he did. Of course. But again, there's that agency. Read the scriptures. There's before, there's so much. He was the son of. He was the son son of the morning. Son of the morning, right. And that's, he had this level of importance, but he was loved by both of them. But I think Heavenly Mother, whenever we left for the earth, shouted for joy. There are many mothers that send their kid off to kindergarten who shout for joy also. I was thinking sending them off to college or on a mission where they're actually leaving home. No, but even more so. That's even more like it, I think, because you're not going to see your kid for a couple of years on a mission. You're not going to see your kid for months and months on, on when he goes away to college out of state. Right, things like that. And so, like kindergarten, they're coming back every day. But you shout for joy because they have progressed. And when spirits leave, they have progressed to a point that they are ready to go. And it would be this, you know, I love you. I'm always always here for you. Mm -hmm. All you need to do is ask. Just like your father's here. But here's my thing. Whenever you call, whenever my parents were alive, and your dad answers the phone, hi, dad, how you doing? Let me talk to mom. Oh yeah, here's your mother. But That's it, what I got. notice, okay, we pray to Heavenly Father, but you know what? You can still, not that you're praying to her, but have a discussion with her. I'm not saying to pray in any way, shape, or form, 
but just feel that and have this, you know, knowingness that she's there and that she loves you and that she would let us go knowing where she's always there. I still love you just as your dad does. And I'll always be here for you. That's the important part of no, oh, it is completely. And I think we feel, again, this is the culture makes us feel like we can't even whisper Heavenly Mother's name, let alone have a conversation, let alone have a desire to develop a relationship with her. We are preached to have a relationship with the Savior, right? It is, is drilled into us to do well, that, which is a great thing. It's an it's intricate Father. part of our ability to repent and return back to him right. whereas heavenly mother does not have that role again there's truth in that everyone has a distinct role right. but heavenly mother's role is still to love us and right. to, to and she, always love us sure and and she i think is very uh invested in nurturing us while we're here correct right when we think if about you allow if you allow it yeah and we think about all the angels on the other side of the veil, all our loved ones who've already passed, right? Whoever it is, our grandparents, our parents, our siblings, anyone in your life who's already passed, we know, and many people will attest to this, that those people are on the other side and they're very close to us because they are. Their spirits are around this earth. We just have this veil where we can't see them. That's no different than Heavenly Mother. She is there rooting for us. She is there helping for us. We are absolutely not only able but encouraged to reach out to those people for help, Mm -hmm. for whatever we need. They can inspire us. And there's what I'm saying. Reach out, ask, and be present to the love that's already there. Exactly. So, yeah, getting back to your point of not praying to Heavenly Mother, that's absolutely true. So it's, it's very clear in the scriptures that the Savior taught us to pray directly to Heavenly Father always. That's it. There's, there's, yep. we, we don't worship Heavenly Mother. We don't pray directly to her. We pray to Heavenly Father in the name of the Savior. Correct. That's the, always. That, always. That's the process. That's a formula for prayer. Now, that doesn't mean that you can't have a relationship with your Heavenly Mother, and we should. I think, again, our culture teaches us not to do that. that, that it's verboten to actually think about and talk about Heavenly Mother for you know the reasons we talked about before, that's a total myth and urban legend. But this is how people are programmed. And that's a disservice to people because you're missing out on a beautiful opportunity to allow your Heavenly Mother to influence you, right? To influence you and to share and inspire you. I mean, I think that she can bring thoughts to our minds and inspire us with revelation for what we might need, just the way that your mother would do here mm-hmm. on earth, right? We go to our parents here on earth for advice. And they give us great advice. That's, and that's the one thing I love about my kids. My kids are kind of, well, I live in Arizona and they live in Utah and they're kind of on, living their own lives now because they're old enough. But they still come to me all the time asking for advice. And, and, and money. And, and money. Yeah, it is. I mean, that's just what we do. I mean, I did the same thing with, with my parents. And that's okay. That's, that's part of being a parent. But I love that my kids will reach out to me on their own and it's dating advice it's financial advice it's just advice like my son just um, moved to uh, to Maryland uh, for the summer to work and uh, I gave him great advice on traveling he was traveling across the country from Salt Lake to Maryland and uh, he had a stopover in Denver with a big layover and everything like that so I told him hey listen you need to the advice I gave him was take supplies out of your luggage and put it in your carry-on in case your luggage gets lost right right that happens sometimes you just never know he's a diabetic so he had to take his i said there's the essentials put your medication yes your medication your diabetic supplies in your carry-on if your luggage gets lost and you don't have it you're screwed Uh, bring like a couple of pairs of extra pairs of clothing right changes of clothing if you have to wait two days to get your luggage you need them you need them so that could happen that happen you just never know always play it safe so he does that and lo and behold what happened he did he called me (gasps) up 
you might know something. Oh yeah, totally. Well, it wasn't even that. He already knew. Like I've I've been giving my kids advice for a long time to the point where they love it and they just come to me and ask for advice because they know. And he like he calls me. It was one o'clock in the morning. He said, "Man, I just landed in Denver and or landed in Maryland. And guess what happened? My luggage never got in the plane in Denver. Like nobody's did apparently or something like uh. that. But they had like a three hour layover, a three hour layover in Denver, and then flew to Maryland. And he had no luggage. He got it the next day. But he's like, man. Just I thank you for for telling me that because he ran out of insulin on the flight and if he didn't have it with him he would be screwed med- uh, medically right and and have all kinds of problems for 24 hours and he just avoided all of that because he you know listened to my advice and I love having and that you kind of relationship. The scripture, if you're prepared, you shall not fear. That's a good. That's a really good. That's a very applicable <laughs> scripture in this point and it applies in all of our lives most days. And so the the point is, you know, you can have that same kind of relationship with your heavenly parents. You can ask them for advice, including your heavenly mother. We're, we just don't formally pray directly to her, but that doesn't mean you can't speak to her. You can't ask her for advice and, and for, you know, her feminine advice. And she's going to be, I think, she's going to be able to give you advice and, and counsel that Heavenly Father not necessarily can't give, kind of in the same way that, like, you know, your kid is going to go to your mother, your, your wife for certain things, right? Did the... Feminine things, women things, whatever not, kind of not things. Not car things. Trust not car things. No, they're going to go to your dad for other right. things. Maybe it's advice on money. Who knows what it is? But that's normal for kids to go to one or the other based on what they need. I don't see how that's any different for us, right? If, if you have a feelings issue or nurturing issue, if you have something more of a, along the lines of a feminine energy, talk to, don't pray, but just talk to Heavenly Mother and just ask. I mean, in your prayers, Heavenly Father, Say, maybe you can ask for advice yeah, from Heavenly Mother. I don't know. And see, experiment upon the word. Yes, but we should be developing a relationship with her. That's the point. And uh, in spite of what our culture will tell you, forget that culture, right? We know how we feel about that on this podcast. And uh, we, uh, we encourage you to nurture that relationship because it's there for us. And there are scriptures and uh, there are quotes from our leaders and from prophets who absolutely acknowledge the fact that we do have a Heavenly Mother and that she is there to help us. She is not just some figurehead. She is not just some, you know, breeder, right? Right. That's only good for that. Uh, Like any woman, she has so much to offer, and it's been designed that way so that we complement each other and have the best partnership possible. So let's go for it. Okay, wow. That was... uh that was a good one. Yes. That was a great one. Uh, great uh, great topic, great episode, and uh, thank you again for listening. Um, this is a very special episode uh, because it's Mother's Day, and um, I want to say thank you to my mom for being an amazing person, and uh, we didn't, you know, I kind of had planned to talk about her story, uh, right, being a nun and then coming out of the convent and having a family, which is an incredible story. Maybe we'll say that for another episode. I didn't, uh, we didn't do that for We talked for Mother's about Day. that before. We had talked a little bit about today. Yeah. I'd like to kind of get into the whole story on some episode, which we can. Maybe like we talked about interviewing her. So maybe we'll just do that as another yeah, episode. that would be good. But I think uh, talking about our Heavenly Mother today for Mother's Day is, is probably the best option uh, for everyone because it is such an important thing and an important day. And uh, she is the mother of us all. And so, uh, you know, she deserves that credit. And uh, so we do want to wish you all a very special and very happy Mother's Day. Uh, without you, none of us would be here. That's that's the bottom line. And I very much appreciate that. And I recognize that. And uh, I want to applaud all the beautiful women 
who are in my life, uh, my mother, uh, my, uh, the, the mother of my children, who is an incredible woman and uh, has changed my life and uh, you know, continues to be a, a wonderful mother to our children and a, and a good uh, co-parent as well for me. So I'm very lucky to have that. And uh, so go out and spoil your mom, hug your mom, give her um, the love that she deserves, tell her how much uh, she's influenced your life and uh, make her day special. And uh, you know, if you're a mom, happy Mother's Day as well. Uh, you're an amazing person and you've done an incredible thing to bring life to this earth and uh, you should be recognized for that. So there we are. So uh, enjoy your day uh, and uh, we will see you on the next episode of the podcast. In the meantime, keep the faith, keep your stick in the ice. Thank you for listening to the Impeccable Perspective Podcast. Subscribe to us on Spotify, Amazon Prime, iHeartRadio, and wherever fine podcasts are sold.